Hey peeps, Mr. Fretz here. Now I know I told you all that I was going on a brief hiatus as I prepare to move and get my new place set up, but this week I wanted to drop something very special on you. Later this week is May 19th. And if you're a big Kane fan like I am, you would know that that date in particular has some significant lore behind it. In the far off crazy year that was 2020, I created a fantasy booking scenario where Kane breaks the Undertaker's WrestleMania streak. And I only dropped it on Russell Attic Radio's Patreon, and I think on my my personal podcasting uh, anchor feed, not on the Russell Attic Radio feed itself, because at the time, I was on the Game Changer podcast with my good brother, Nate the and Great, who actually joined me on Fretzelmania just last week. So, sit back, relax, and uh, listen to my personal favorite podcast that I have ever done. I spent a lot of time writing stuff down, crossing stuff off, writing stuff back down, and just creating this crazy scenario. And just to let you know in advance, this takes place between Bragging Rights 2010 and WrestleMania 27 in 2011. Presenting Hellfire and Tombstone, Kane Breaks the Streak. Enjoy, peeps. See you in a little while. Love ya. What's going on, everybody? This is Mr. Fretz from the Game Changer Podcast and the Fretzelmania Podcast. Here with a special fantasy booking presentation. This is entitled Hellfire and Tombstone. Kane ends the Undertaker's streak. Thank you, Nate, for helping me come up with that name. Yes, folks, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the legendary JF. You can find this podcast, Fretzelmania, that's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania, everywhere podcasts can be found. So, <clears throat> this has been racking in my brain for, for years now. Ever since, well, Brock Lesnar broke the streak uh, six years ago now. Man, six years, time flies. Now, in my mind, well, I have two minds about this. First, Undertaker should be 28 and 0 today, or whatever, how many WrestleMania appearances he's had. He should still have the streak intact. The streak intact, I'm sorry. <clears throat> so, I'm sorry, Brock. I'm sorry, Roman. But no. They say streaks are made to be broken. But I think this streak should die with The Undertaker. However, if there was to be a broken streak, if there was to be a blemish 
in the WrestleMania record of The Undertaker. I have only one name that I would want to have done so. And this is from a purely storytelling perspective. This is from years and years of booking of you know of storytelling of of backstory of origin of the undertaker himself and that man is kane oh just let this thing play for a second Oh man, how good was Typo Negative? God rest Peter Steele's soul. This should have been the theme they went with when Kane went um, unmasked and evil and twisted in 03. Love Finger 11. Slow Chemical is a banger. Oh, but this one by Typo Negative. Damn. I'm just going to let this play out for a second while I just gather myself because this is a banger and what I have in store for you I'm hoping is and this is well this is not recorded on May 19th May 19th but yes I'm going to be releasing this episode on Tuesday May 19th 2020 uh, this coincides with Kane's kind of origin as well. No, I am not talking about See No Evil and the Misadventures of Jacob Goodnight. Uh, I still have to watch that movie. I haven't wanted to for some time. So, as I said, from a pure, purely storytelling perspective, from a book end to the career of The Undertaker. If there's one person who should end Taker's career, it's Kane. So this is how I could see things playing out. The year is 2010. October 2010. Bragging rights. Now, much like in real life, the Nexus assists Kane, who is the current World Heavyweight Champion, in burying The Undertaker, leaving him in a vegetative state, as commentary was saying. Now, I can't remember if this was before or after the fact, but this writes off Taker for quite some time. And I'm just gonna say right off the bat that the Nexus do not get involved in this, they're done. Like, Kane paid them off or something. As much as I would love to see a Wade Barrett versus Kane in some kind of alternate reality WrestleMania 27, because it would be damn sure better than what we got. Kane buries The Undertaker. So, on SmackDown, Kane is cutting a promo, and Paul Bearer resurfaces. And he says, 
There is only one way to get rid of The Undertaker. I know him better than any man alive or dead. Even his own brother. And Kane, I'm not going to impersonate Kane here. It's like, I've buried my brother. However, I have buried him before, and he has returned. So, Undertaker, when I see you next, I will retire you. I will end you. I will bury you. Send you to hell for once and all. And you will rest in gong. Lights go out. Gong. Lights come back on. Paul Bearer is gone. And then you see a spot a, a spotlight on this coming from the ceiling focusing on Kane's mask sitting on a mantle in the ring. And you hear Undertaker's voice comes up. In order to walk into Armageddon, you must return to your genesis. Gong. And throughout the weeks leading to Survivor Series, we see mind games continuously from The Undertaker. Now, at Survivor Series, Kane is defending the World Heavyweight Championship against Edge. And, um... Paul Bearer is out, accompanying Undertaker. I mean, Kane, gosh, to the ring. Oh man, that was just a force of habit there from Survivor Series past. <laughs> Cut that, and it's in. However, Paul has a red urn because Kane. And we see all sorts of mind games and glitches and lights and gongs throughout the match. Uh, Kane's mask appears. On, on the mat as a projection. Maybe the technology wasn't there in 2010. I don't care. This is my fantasy book. It appears on the mat after Kane's fire taunt. You know, the arms raise, arms down, and the fire comes from the turnbuckles. Edge's theme starts off, you know, you think you know me, gong. But then it leads right into Metalingus. Oh, I know, this is spooky, weird, mind game cartoony stuff. I should remind you that The Undertaker is basically a zombie. <laughs> so this is gonna get weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know right off the bat here. So there's a distraction spot during the match, a bunch of spooky stuff, a gong, a bunch of smoke, and through some some miracle by hook or by crook. Edge hits the spear. Wins the title. And books it right out of the ring. He is gone. And in the ring. Is. Paul Bear. With Kane. They're cutting a promo. It's like. After two decades. It is time for the real phenom to reign over the WWE. Kane may have lost the title, but he will damn sure win the war with The Undertaker. Oh, yes. And Kane raises his arm as to do the 
do the taunt. Lowers his arm. Gong. What? What? No. No. Stop it. Tries it again. Gong. This time Kane's pissed. And then now he's just going to do it quick and get it over with. Raises the arm. Gong. And then the lights go out. But this time you don't see your typical Undertaker, purpley-blue smoke kind of lights out. This time it's red. You know, the red lighting, much like Kane used to have upon his debut. Much like The Fiend had during some of his, uh, his matches, its matches. And you see Kane's mask. Not his crappy mask that showed half of his face in 2002. I'm talking the OG Kane mask from 1997 that covered his whole face. And all it said was, return to me underneath the mask. So, eventually, throughout, throughout SmackDown later, Kane returns with a modified version of that mask to kind of fit his lack of hair. Because the OG Kane mask on Bald Kane would kind of look weird. Now, I'm not saying he should get the whole, like, Wilder's mask thing like he had when when he returned to embrace the hate. Jeez. Oh, um... It just make it. It'll have something to do. It'll make. It'll make sense here. So maybe it could resemble something like the Bane mask. I'm talking like comic book Bane, not the Bane with the British accent. No. So after he f- finds himself, finds his mask. He goes on an absolute tear throughout SmackDown. He destroys, uh, let's see, like he he destroys Edge in a non-title match. He just obliterates everybody. Come Royal Rumble time, he also goes on a tear. He breaks his own Royal Rumble elimination record. Let's just say he does 15 eliminations. He eliminates half the field, one after the other, kind of like how Brock Lesnar did earlier this year. Number 19, May 19th, hmm? It's Gong, and then... Kane's pyro, his corner pyro comes out from the the turnbuckles. He is distracted, and he's eliminated by, let's just say Wade Barrett. You know, someone big that would be feasible in getting Kane over the top rope. Uh, and then, you know, Kane goes in and just choke slams like, you know, Wade Barrett, Kevin Nash, uh, R-Truth, The Miz, just everybody. He choke slams everybody, kills them. The SmackDown after, 
Kane's pissed. He is shouting. It's like, show yourself, you coward. And then you see the the 211.21 promo. You remember that? Remember when everybody thought 211.21 was Sting, but it was just the Undertaker coming out of this creepy old cottage? So you see vignettes throughout every week at 211.21. The same font, kind of the same promo, uh, maybe making it less obvious that it was The Undertaker, but maybe more obvious. So finally, 211.21, Monday, February 21st, 2011, we're on Raw. The promo hits. You see... The initials, the the year initials. You see the you see the house. Remember that creepy old cottage. Okay. Then you see a crypt. It's surrounded by red. Red mist, red aura. You know, red lighting, like Cain or the Fiend. And then, Gong. And we know for certain it's The Undertaker. And you get the purple smoke. No, not velveteen purple smoke. I'm talking classic Undertaker blue purple smoke. He finally comes out on Raw to confront Kane. They're face to face. And you know, of course the camera is panning them to be just visible to the WrestleMania sign. So you're planting the seeds here. WrestleMania 27. What? 2011. Was that 27? Yeah. 27. Paul attempts to crack Undertaker with the urn. Taker sees him coming. Smacks him. He turns around. Kane grabs him by the throat to go for the chokeslam. He is denied. Undertaker chokeslams Kane. Then tombstones him. Does it does his arm raising taunt the slow one? The gong goes off. I know there's a lot of gongs. It's the Undertaker. Then he disappears. Then on the screen, we see WrestleMania. And the caption below it, which is going to be read by the Undertaker's voice, at WrestleMania. It ends where we began. Hell in a cell. And the crowd, of course, goes absolutely bonkers. We see weeks of attacks and mind games by The Undertaker. Uh, Undertaker is also going to be maybe torturing Paul Bearer a little bit. Call it revenge from years of a lack of trust from Paul Bear, you know, after a month after Taker debuted and WWE realized that Brother Love wasn't the right fit for Taker as a manager, in comes Percy Pringle, Paul Bearer. He fit the part, and because Paul was a registered mortician, it fit. And we all know, you know, at SummerSlam 96, uh, Paul Bear aligned with Mankind and one of the most shocking heel turns I can think of. Mm, there's a Fave 5 episode waiting to happen. 
And then throughout the years, throughout the Ministry of Darkness and his allegiance, his allegiance to Cain right here, Taker's getting his revenge. At Elimination Chamber, it's for the World Heavyweight Championship. Kane's getting his chance back. So who who's in this one? Edge, Wade Barrett, Kane, Alberto Del Rio, who else was on SmackDown at the time. I'm just going to go Cody Rhodes and Randy Orton. And in the middle of the match, let's just say Kane's the fourth person to be uh, thrown into the, the chamber match. You know, the, you know the, the, the time when they do the countdown and then the spotlights shine on each pod. And when the spotlight shines on Kane, for him to be thrown into the match, his pod explodes. I don't know why that's funny. I, I wrote that down. And then I said it out loud because I like to say some of this out loud before I start recording or when I'm thinking about it. And I started laughing at the sheer absurdity of an Elimination Chamber pod basically going up in flames. Of course, there's going to be some kind of trap door where Kane gets out unscathed. Hey, maybe he gets burnt. And this adds a little bit of layer to the, the funeral parlor story from way back in the day you remember you're a murderer undertaker Kane's alive and all that stuff so now we're leading up to Wrestlemania Elimination Chamber is gone uh, Kane has some burn wounds on him and Bear cuts this promo Kane is my only true son you are dead to me, Mark. Oh. Okay, so we're we're cutting the kayfabe here. We're shooting. And I'm all in for it. I only guided you to get to Kane while he recovered from those awful wounds that you caused him. You caused him years of agony. He missed school. He missed his prom. He missed everything because of you. He watched you with jealousy. You realize that a wounded animal is the most dangerous animal undertaker. So I propose at WrestleMania... You put your career and your streak on the line against my son, Kane. I want nothing more than to see you go down in flames. Oh, yes. Gong. Undertaker appears. Tombstone's Paul Bear puts Paul in a, Paul in a coffin. Druids come out. And send him away. Leading up to WrestleMania, we hear that uh, amazing Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash, used as a promo for The Undertaker and Kane vignettes. Now, here we are at WrestleMania 27. 
Taker's Last Stand. Now, Ain't No Grave, I would not use as Taker's entrance theme here. So, we have Hell in the Cell. Undertaker versus Kane, full circle, Nate, take a shot. It ends where they began. Bad Blood, 1997. Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels. That amazing moment where Taker had the win. He had the virtual win over Michaels, about to nail the tombstone until the lights go out. You hear that awesome organ music, the red light, the fire, and that's gotta be... That's gotta be Kane! Undertaker looks in bewilderment. Thinking, I thought you were dead. Uh, he speechless before he could say anything. Boom, Kane nails him with a tombstone. A tombstone that would rival Taker's for quite some time. Because I thought Kane uh, had a little book little bit more oomph in his tombstone he dropped to his knees a lot quicker made it look a lot more vicious now i saw kane wrestle live uh twice actually uh, once in 1997 and once in 2003 big man very big man and in his match against vader in 97 that tombstone yeah so here we are, uh, almost 20 years after the fact. Wow, now that no more than 20, 24 years after the fact. My goodness, I can't do math. <laughs> We're here. Undertaker's career and his WrestleMania streak are on the line. The match itself is wild unlike any hell in a cell that we've seen before now i'm not saying we're going to see uh any mcfoley moments but it might be close and in the lead up to this as much as i would love to hear the memory remains by metallica as the hell in the cell lowers it doesn't fit this feud so, both men enter the ring. The Hell in the Cell lowers on top of them. And Kane does his thing. Does the arm raise taunt. And Pyro shoots from the roof of the cell. Now, I don't know how feasible that is. I don't care. This is cartoony. Undertaker's a cartoon. So is Kane. So, Kane is all over The Undertaker. But Taker's bringing it too. So we see Tombstone after Tombstone after Tombstone. Taker nails a couple. Kane hits about three. Nope. Taker sits up. Taker lives. This is a risky spot at this time. Because Taker's not a young man. He wasn't a young man in 2011. 
But Taker falls off the top of the Hell in the Cell. Maybe he doesn't fly off like Mankind. Maybe more like that time Undertaker stepped on Shawn Michaels' fingers and Michaels flew off the top. Yeah, more like more like that. Because it's a little bit more realistic. So Taker flies off the cell, crashes through the tables, and the air is sucked out of the arena. There is an odd hush. Everyone's in shock. Even Paul Bearer looks concerned. Yeah, Paul Bearer was here, mind you. The Druids did take him away. But Paul's here. He's at ringside. He didn't accompany Kane. He came out during the match and is watching from outside of the cage. He wandered his way through during the match. So Kane drags a lifeless taker into the ring. Stands over him as to do the arm raise taunt and laughs. Well, you can't tell he's laughing because he's wearing a mask. Undertaker sits up. The crowd screams. But when he sit back up, he collapsed right back down. Kane picks him up. Tombstone. One, two, three. Kane's music doesn't hit yet. The crowd boos and then just falls quiet because they realized what has happened. Undertaker's streak is over. Undertaker's career is over. Kane's music hits. The red light comes on. Paul Bearer, with his classic evil smirk, smiles, laughs, and symbols for the druids. There's a whole procession of them, actually. Several of them come out and carry the coffin up the ramp. Several druids are standing at both sides. As if this was a funeral procession. Procession. And as the coffin makes its way up the ramp, every couple of feet, when they pass two druids standing on <clears throat> each side of the coffin, I, I really debated with this, but I think this would be a cool visual. It might be hard, but hear me out. Each person, as they as they usher the coffin up the ramp to the entranceway, the druid reveals themselves. 
And each druid is each WrestleMania streak victim of the Undertaker. So, Snuka, Roberts, Bundy, Sid, well, not Kane. <laughs> yes, Triple H, Ric Flair, Albert, The Big Show. Then there was Kane again, no. Orton, Batista, Edge, Henry. I'm probably missing someone else. Michaels. Michaels would be the last one, actually. And they usher their way up to Paul Bearer, who has made his way to a pulpit at the entranceway. And then finally, one last arm raise taunt by Kane, but this time he does it the slow way like Taker used to do. Does it. Raises up slowly, and as the lights of the arena begin to whiten back up, the coffin that has the Undertaker in it lowers beneath the arena. Cut to credits. That is where WrestleMania 27 ends. This main event's the show. Taker is done. Now, this is the hard. This is another hard part because this this review was hard to get through because this was just so emotional to write down. Wrestlers don't stay retired forever, and Undertaker is living proof of that. Although, at WrestleMania, what was it, thirty three? whatever the Roman Reigns one was. He never explicitly said he was retired. Nobody did. It was heavily implied. Well, especially with his friggin' clothes in the arena, him making his way up to the ramp, doing the fist bump and making his way down, and everybody's crying. I know I was. Um, no one stays retired forever. And if you've been watching the uh, Undertaker specials, the, what is it, The Last Ride on, on the network, Taker's a man who retires on his own terms. And he will retire on his own terms. So, you know, I said no one stays, stays out of it forever. Michaels. Flair. Funk. I will have one scenario where an Undertaker return would be feasible. However, it unfortunately revolves around the real-life death 
of William Moody, Paul Bearer, which was actually only two years after this. So there is no two matches with Triple H at Mania, as much as it pains me to say, in this reality, in this version of the story, I have other streak stories I could do, but I won't. William Moody passes away. And we see CM Punk invoking the wrath of The Undertaker with Paul Heyman. And Punk is like, I'm the best in the world. Uh, Paul, something about Paul Bear Undertaker. Uh, CM Punk kind of provokes Taker kind of the same way that Cena was to get him into a match at WrestleMania 34. And although it would really damage Punk, I could see or I could book an Undertaker appearance much like that. So week after week after week, we see... Punk invoke and challenge the Taker to WrestleMania. Like, show yourself. And then they would use Bearer's death as fuel of the fire. And, you know, Taker would come out, chokeslam Tombstone. There we go. So, whew. Wow, 35 minutes. I thought I wouldn't last this long. That's what she said. So, yeah. Uh, this was just my script, my story for Kane defeating the streak. As I've said earlier, from a storytelling perspective, merely storytelling, not a physical thing, Brock Lesnar, Kane in my mind, should be the only person who would have broke the streak. Mind you, 2011 Kane was not as impactful as debut Kane. The streak wasn't very much of a thing in 1998, because I think Taker had only been in about four WrestleManias by that point. Maybe five, I don't know. So if they were to book Kane, he'd have to tweak something up. And what I just presented to you, I think, would be rather feasible. Maybe even good. So please let me know what you think about this. Uh, this is going to go up on my Anchor.fm feed. I'm going to see if I can put this up on the WrestleAddict Radio Patreon. I don't think that'll be a problem. Uh I really want to hear from you guys, so please, if you have the Anchor.fm app, Wade, Nate, WrestleAddict Radio folks, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Send me a voicemail on Anchor.fm slash Fretzelmania. Let me know what you think. Uh, tweet me. DM me. Uh, chat up with me in the group chats that we're a part of. And, and let me know. Let me know how you would book an Undertaker WrestleMania streak being ended. If you would at all. 
as I said before, I wouldn't want to book it, but this is something that I think would be cool. Uh, so that's that's all from me for this week, folks. Um, I didn't say this at the beginning of this, but for the week of May 19th, this is Francis Fay 5. There will be no Francis Fay 5 that week. It will return the week of the 24th to the 30th, somewhere in there. I also have some more fantasy booking stuff to get to as well, but in due time, my friends. So thank you very much for listening. Please stay safe, stay healthy. God bless you. I love you all. Peace.